This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Chicken Little! What is it? What's going on? The sky is falling! The sky is falling! The sky is falling? Are you crazy? And now, coming to you live... From atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Puckle! Puckle! And welcome to the 390th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my swarm of co-hosts. First up, we've got the the man himself, the 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 host of the Duckle Podcast, Scrod. Buzz Buzz. And uh for those of you unaware, the Duckle Podcast is the dank undergraub uh Pokemon. Undergraub. Yeah. The the, the <laughs> typo is intentional. The, uh, un- undergraubed, yeah, undergraub, undergraub, undergraubed, and then of course we've got we've got the man of a real show, uh, <laughs> the Lord Jushiro. Yeah, it's the uh, the TCG cast, but it's also the Overgrub uh, podcast. <laughs> and welcome to the show. If you're new, welcome back. If you're old. Um, this is the show Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name I came up with in 2007. We talk here everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to even Pokemon Ranger Shadows of Almia. And a good game, by the way. If you've yeah, it's not terrible, it. actually. No, no, not terrible. Yeah, not gonna lie. So welcome back to the show. Uh, we have a good show lined up for you today. It's just like always, we're gonna ha- start with some chitter chatter, then we're gonna break down into the news. Uh, from there, we're going to go into our quiz segment where your coasts get to like play a little trivia game, which is always a lot of fun. And then, of course, from there, we're going to jump into our topic today, which is going to be responding to an article that was posted very recently. Uh, then we're going to wrap things up with the Pokemon of the episode and fi- finish things off with uh, with a mailbag. So, yeah, uh, how, how have everything, how's everything been going for you guys? It's been pretty good. Uh, the other day, I been participating in that week of raids you know what i'm talking about in Pokemon yeah yeah Go. i've been doing it too yeah i did the azelf night or whatever I it was, it, no it was just it was just like a raid hour oh okay yeah i haven't been playing super actively other than like for the events and stuff like so you've been playing t- super actively <laughs> no 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 uh like for torchic day like i've got a spawn area outside my house I went outside like four times and just tried to look, and I managed to get one shiny that way. And I was like, eh, that's good enough. And then I played other games. Uh, that's been my Pokemon Go experience as of late. Like, I feel like I'm obligated to play because there could be a chance when I'm addicted to it again. But like, I don't want to miss out on special event stuff while I'm not interested in playing, you know? 
Yeah. Uh, one of my um, co-workers walked. So we, had, uh, I'm lucky enough that in my job, I have actually a few friends that are not, they're the Pokemon Go casual gamers. We were talking off camera um, when we were not recording. I have a few of those friends and we go on our breaks, we go on walks and just do a, a little. So my, one of my co-workers, while we were walking, his seven day uh, research gave him a shiny Lugia. Oh, man. And I just... I don't know how, and I just wanted to murder him right there and then. But yeah, he got a shiny, just by the seven research one, it just popped up a red Lugia. You should be happy for him, man. That's a good sure, thing. Sure, sure. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I, I should be, but I'm not. <laughs> it's deep down in Jushiro's heart. He's upset. Yep, I should be, but I hate him. <laughs> There's just like no remorse. That's because we got Jushiro at seven in the morning. There's no filter now. <laughs> Yeah, it's still the remorse, like, uh, hormones I haven't yet. <laughs> There's just no filter there. I mean, I've been playing a little bit. Um, I went out um, and I, I did a couple of the raids during the raid hour because I did the Aerodactyl raid for the Meltan research. And so I went and did that uh, just so I can fil- finish that up. It, it's not even that I need Meltan because, like, obviously I have Let's Go so I can get the Meltan box. You just want it to go away. I just want it to go away. I really just have the <laughs> notification to go away. And so, like, I'm just, I'm just trying to finish that research so it goes away. Me too, honestly. I'm still there. I'm still in the, the, the gold pins and the, um. Oh, man. I'm on the last page. I'm on the last page now. I'm on, I'm on, I just caught the Aerodactyl, so now I just need to catch, like, two Lilip and two Kabuto. And thankfully, these things all nest. Yeah. So, I'll just be, I just need to go to my nest and, like, catch two of them, and then I'm done. Uh, so, and, and then, uh, Anabeth actually, like, spawn here, like, a lot. They've. Definitely pumped up the spawns for Anorith yeah. a lot. Yeah. Anoriths just spawn all over the place, so I just catch Anorith all the time. And so I just need to go catch, like, a Kabuto, and then I'm done. It's weird that all the, in Pokemon Go, all the fossils are just running, you know, just going wild. Makes you yeah. think that maybe, maybe we are actually the ancient past of Pokemon. Yeah, but then you got, like, Porygons <laughs> and stuff. And then in 100 million <laughs> years, Pokemon actually takes <laughs> takes place in the I real world. I don't know. I don't know. I think you... First, we have to survive. <laughs> I think I'm looking too much into the Pokemon Go lore. You yeah. probably are. Uh, it's probably just a mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I was a Pokemon trainer, Scrawn. I'm very confused. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I didn't do anything. I made, I made s'mores last night um, with uh, with my friend Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Because um, he listens to the show. So, oh. um, yeah. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Yeah. You've uh, said that like the past three shows you've given shout I know. outs to your friend Ryan. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. How you doing? Big shout out to my friend Ryan. Round yeah. of applause for Ryan over there. <laughs> we got a bromance going on. <laughs> it may or may not be intentional at this point. And, uh, <laughs> like, it may or may not. I might be doing it on purpose at this point. Uh, because i mean there are those christmas episodes that i've got a bank and i need i just need to build up this lore of this person so that i can do an episode with him <laughs> we just find out in bubble okay. that ryan's not a real person <laughs> <laughs> uh, he won't be coming to fucklecon unfortunately and it's just that just way of just screaming for help <laughs> i don't actually have a friend named ryan um i'm sorry ryan i'm not this isn't true uh but we made some mores at Sarge's house. At Sarge's house. We made it at Sarge's house. Ryan is just that, make, making a falsetto voice. <laughs> hey guys, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, if only. Um, but yeah, no, it, so, yeah, other than that, I mean, Pokemon-wise, I've been getting really back into it because I've been prepping for Summer League. 
Um, that which starts uh, this Monday. By, by the day this show comes out, summer league's already started. You can go and do it. Um, we uh, also like I want to throw this out because like I gave like a five minute rant at the beginning of last episode, like a, a passion saying that these badges are my passion project. And it's just fantastic. Like I wanted people to push the Patreon to five fifty so that we can make more badges. Currently, the Patreon sitting at six hundred and thirty three dollars. So you, you guys just crushed it. Somebody even signed up for the one hundred dollar joke tier, which is fantastic. Um, I'm hoping he realizes it was a joke tier. Um, and uh, <laughs> but, uh, because it was it was some, from some joke that somebody posted a long time ago, and I just forgot to take the tier down of just like. Of uh, he said like I want Thatch to come to my house. I want a Patreon tier for that. So we made it as a joke, and he obviously never did it. Yeah, um, except that you made it with a totally affordable price tag. Okay, so like <laughs> I, 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 so like the problem for me is I don't quite understand crowdfunding for multiple reasons. One, because I'm, I'm not entirely always the person that's gonna do it. Like I can understand doing it if like you really love something, and I feel gracious that uh, 96 people feel that way about us. Like that they're willing to, willing to, like they have that much love for our project that they're willing to do it. Um, but like at the same time, like I don't think I could ever justify myself throwing a hundred dollars at somebody for 12 months. Like it's just not in my budget. Even if I had like extra money, I don't know that I could, I could justify that. So like that person's already greater than I am. Um, and it's because of them that we got to be able to push the badges farther. Um, I'm hoping he did it just to like help push the badges farther because we got four badge designs out to the badge, badge makers right now. Um, the fighting badge is already done. I'm actually holding one in my hand right now, and they look fantastic. Um, and so we've got five more out there. And if we keep if we keep sitting at like this amount of money in Patreon, we can go get the rest of them made. All all eighteen, honestly. Uh, honest, yeah, we're still working on a yeah. couple designs for the eight that weren't revealed uh, for this year's summer league. But I mean, I think it's realistic that we can get all ten done. Um, if we stay at this level of funding by maybe the end of the summer, we could probably get all ten done. Um, it, my, my plan is for next year to go ahead and like, I really want to have some kind of, uh, thing that we can all put together and we can, uh, you, you pay up front and then we send you badges as you earn them. Uh, just so you like, you get that extra like Pokemon experience. You know what I mean? Ooh, you could like get one of those badge boxes or like a pin box and then like put all 10 in there. We're thinking about it. I just don't know how affordable that is or how reasonable that is to get made. You know there would be like three people who do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I think Patreon's like a really good way to do this. It's kind of like we we probably in retrospect should have done a Kickstarter, uh, but I think Patreon works better for that because I mean there are going to be these things that we really want to make, and the problem is not a lot of people want them. So if you go to the Patreon and you go to sign up for the ten dollar tier, we can typically afford them then for people like you because of the way that the cost works out. Uh, so, but then again, thank you to everybody who did this. Like I'm I am blown away. Um, and that's kind of where I want to end it there. Uh, I just want to go into another like impassioned speech <laughs> yeah. uh, about, about awesome Ryan, about, about Ryan, uh, Ryan mostly. <laughs> I don't think Ryan's excited about the badges. He's excited about everything else. Um, <laughs> all right, but that's where we'll end it guys. And we're going to kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. The news has some things in it. Uh, I think I think the best part of news this week is there was a t-shirt competition that was being held by 
Uniqlo? <laughs> Uniqlo? Yes, uni- it's Uniqlo. Yeah, yeah. Uniqlo. Uh, my wife was telling me about this as well. Um, but they held a contest to have a t-shirt designed that would be sold, but also be present in Sword and Shield. And so a really cool design won. Uh, it's like this yes. Gyarados Magikarp shirt, and it's fantastic. And the problem with that is the person got disqualified for self-plagiarism because they were already selling that t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, so that's really sad. It's going to be removed from the game. I think they were looking for a runner-up to like take their place, but it turns out the runner-up no. did the same thing. Yeah. From from what I had heard, they had, after the initial debacle with the first person, having previously sold that merchandise, and like that can obviously lead to like yeah. intellectual prop- property law loopholes and stuff, and um, such like that, they just decided to cancel the competition altogether and say, none of your fan-made clothes will be in the game. That's what yeah. I had heard. That's really sad, but the good news is at least I can still buy this shirt. Yeah. Well, the the situation, uh, the side of the artist, they claim that those shirts and those things that they've been selling were actually not them. It was pirated. It was something stole their art and made <laughs> T-shirts to be sold. That's their story. I'm not defending or saying that that's what they claim. However, game, uh, Nintendo and Pokemon, sorry, Pokemon decided to just scrap the whole idea, like Scron says, I understand. It's so sad. Oh, and well. Honestly, like, after living in Tokyo for a year, that's a very Japanese mentality. It's like, you people can't do this right. We're not going to let you contribute anymore. <laughs> I'm taking the ball <laughs> and going home. <laughs> all right. So some other weird stuff that happened this week. First of all, we got some Pokemon Go news. So let's let's all buckle down and talk about some Pokemon Go. So first of all, uh, Azelf raids end in the North America, um, and Uxie and Azelf are mesprit other way. Other other places. Uh, they AKA all end. the most useless trio. Honestly, yeah. Uh, it all ends on May 27th. Um, Cresselia is going to be uh, re-entering raid battles with also the ability to be shiny now. Um, and it runs until June 18th, where it's going to be replaced with the return of Kyogre until June 27th. And then re- be replaced with Groudon until July 10th, which is actually really exciting. Um, because, I mean, it's really nice that they're doing the, they're bringing back these Pokemon that a lot of people have missed and said they have missed and haven't yeah. made it to the raid boxes yet because we've had, or not the raid boxes, the research boxes yet because research boxes have been stuck on Ho-Oh and Lugia for like the past six months. And yeah, I, I mean, that's fine because like I didn't catch them because I wasn't doing research because I was tired of like having the chance to catch a legendary bird or having the chance to catch a legendary beast. Like I was just tired of that entirely. So like I wasn't doing it. And then this was like this month, the these next two months, they're like, yeah, you can get Ho, Lugia, Latios and Latias from the research boxes. And I'm like, I'm in. I don't have any of those. And let's see. So the other news is the next community day is going to be Slackoth, which the community for some reason hates. I think it's going to be awesome because you can catch a bunch of sl- Slackoth and get a couple more Slaking, which are the most powerful Pokemon in Pokemon Go. This is something that I'm not against if their special move is a fast move that actually deals damage. <laughs> I don't know. That would be interesting, though. I'd be down if there was a fast move that yeah. deals damage. I feel like a lot of people would go out and do that then. Yeah, because that would make slaking not useless. <laughs> I think that would break slaking. I think it would yeah. break it. That's the problem. Because right now, like, slaking's only use is basically as a second-rate wall to defend gyms with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it doesn't deal any damage with its fast attack, which is just yawn, but then it deals a lot in bursts with, like, Earthquake or yeah Hyper Beam or something. Yeah, I mean, it's a good... I mean, it's interesting. I'm excited to see how it goes. It's going to be slack off though. It's going to be really sad because people shinies. are going to be upset. Yeah, get some shinies. And this is taking place on June 8th, I believe. Do we know what the special, uh, like, 
reward for the event? Uh, it is, is like... quarter egg distance. Okay, that's a pretty good one. That's not a terrible mm. one. It's better than the Stardust. Like, it's just better than yeah. Stardust. Ah, the Stardust is probably the best, in my opinion, because you can just hoard that. And use that's it true. Stuff. That's true. Um, other than that, though, uh, there's not much else going on in Pokemon Go. There's honestly not much else going on in Pokemon, unless you uh, unless you really are into the the recently revealed Pokemon Rumble Rush game that finally made it to the U.S. and Europe, because you're just like, man, I want to play Pokemon Rumble Rush. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, sign me, sign me right up for that. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh. Who isn't excited for Pokemon Rumble Rush? <laughs> what What is the difference of Pokemon Rumble Rush from normal, like original Pokemon Rumble, like U or something? Uh, Rumble U, okay. Rumble U didn't have microtransactions, so like oh. there's there's difference number one. The problem is the the Rumble series just lends itself so hard to microtransactions. Ugh. And I think this is more akin to there was a Pokemon Rumble game that came out for 3DS a while back uh, where there were microtransactions. The good news is those microtransactions got nerfed pretty hard because like essentially after you spent $40 on the game, it you're maxed out. You can't buy anymore. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. so that was nice because it was at least like you paid for a full game at that point it, right it's like a light a loophole uh, to get past but those games are so mindless. Loss. They are very mindless. That's the problem I have with these games. I mean, it's just, you just tap on the screen, probably. I mean, but we can say almost the same thing about Pokemon Go. Almost. Almost, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, it, it's it's one of those, like, uh, it, it's it's a catch-22. You know? I, I don't know. It's very interesting, though. It's out in the U.S. I'm sure people are playing it. It's definitely a better game for kids, which makes it even worse when you think of micro- microtransactions. Yeah. Oh, um, wow, yeah. Kids are a very vulnerable market, and also one of the most lucrative ones and they need to have protection on a legal basis which is why they have those like 40 dollar caps sometimes instituted uh as like a way to circumvent gambling laws so Mm -hmm. you're paying for basically dlc quote-unquote rather than uh you know loot boxes yeah it's just it's really interesting to me um i i'm very interested in it uh other than that though there wasn't much news this week like there, there just wasn't. It's it's dead time, man. Uh, because we either get a Pokemon trailer this week, next week, or D three. That that's really how it goes from here on this out. This is the calm before the storm. Um, E three is gonna come over. Although Pokemon doesn't have a history of just being in E three, you never know. They've been changing things so, up. So so the only thing is like the thing I want to make clear is they've never done an announcement at E three. They've yeah. never done a game announcement, but they have revealed game information at E three. Um, yeah. I think I think a notable example of this is if we go back to uh, Generation Six and the reveal of X and Y. Um, so X and Y was revealed in January at E3. They actually revealed Fairy Type. That's where Fairy Type was revealed. Mm, if okay. there is an E3 that they're going to reveal it at, it, I have a strong suspicion that it would be this one for the reason that PlayStation is actually not showing up this year to E3. Uh, so there will be less uh, other news to drown out an announcement. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I mean, there's probably going to be news regardless. Um, I wouldn't. I would also not put it past them to do something like the week before E3, like they did with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Uh, I, I like. It, I mean, it's going to happen. We're going to start like as soon as the next trailer comes out, though. Like, it's just going to be a swarm of trailers like every three, four weeks from there. Yeah, and I, I like that's that's the thing. I don't know if people realize like that's just like that's when the floodgates open, <laughs> and that's where we start getting a lot. Yeah, because uh, at that point it was all about uh, building up the hype. 
for the sale of the game that is com- that comes in yeah, November, I, we have to have they have to have their fan base really really hyped up. So the, you have to drop uh, tidbits and, and juicy information as much as you can. So the guy, you know, the fan base just are crazy for it. I mean, we'll probably get a reveal of the legendary and also a release date. That's probably what we'll get in the next le- in the next trailer. Um, <laughs> you'll probably get maybe one of the other one or two other Pokemon and maybe a couple character reveals. Don't forget the slightly modified feature that makes this game unique. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get that because if you look, remember the Sun and Moon reveals in Sun when in 2016 when we were going through that press conference, people were asking about the little bracelets that all the trainers were wearing in the artwork at E3, and they're just like, "Wouldn't you like to know?" <laughs> and, then, and then it took like another two months to learn about Z moves. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect that we find out the gimmick in the, in the near future, maybe in like two, three months, maybe by the end of the summer. Uh, I, I assume they're going to be like, yes, Pokemon Sword and Shields coming to the Switch on November 22nd. And that, unless they surprise me, I would love for them to surprise me and make it like an October release. I, I would absolutely love that. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love it. Um, because I like playing in October just because it's still warm enough that you can go outside and like actually see people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you're not huddled inside. But it'll probably be November 22nd. But other than that, there's not much news. Uh, Puckle-wise, like I said at the in the intro segment, the Summer League is going to be starting. So if you want to jump on the Summer League bandwagon, that's your chance. Uh, you can earn badges. We're going to be doing that for nine weeks. You can face gym leaders, earn badges. And you can, uh, if you want to get the physical badges, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. Plug. And you can you can grab those there, but you can also earn them uh, digitally on our Discord server, challenging them. And you go to a tournament of champions of people who have eight badges. And when you if you win that tournament, you'll win a copy of Pokemon Sword or Pokemon Shield. Woohoo! And that's the reason to do it, right? You just get a free copy of Pokemon Sword or free copy of Pokemon yeah. Shield. Also, get those badges. Come beat up Zakran, your local ground type gym leader. <laughs> your local ground type gym leader. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna role play as like Chuck from uh, that one city, Driftvale City, in Pokemon Black and White. Well, howdy, y'all! Y'all ready to face my Excadrill? Yeah. I don't think his name was Chuck. Chuck was the name of the gym, fighting oh, type gym Chuck. leader. Oh, what? What is Cyan his name? I do not know. Clint. <laughs> Clint. 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 Yeah, I'm gonna like put on my my ten gallon hat. <laughs> Start typing. Get in character. Like be like, hey, come and get some of this badge. Mm. All right, and so this is where we're gonna end the segment. We're gonna switch gears and we're gonna go to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're gonna quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. That means no browsers, no internet, no complaining. Uh, Jushiro and Scrawn are going to be acting as a team to answer five Pokemon questions, each worth one point, except for the one that has a bonus point. They can try to grab two points from that one. And they have a hint that they can use as a lifeline, however, if they don't use it and they get all the questions correct, they can cash it in for an extra point for a possible total of seven. They are competing against their fellow co-hosts. For uh, until they get to 30 points, whoever gets to 30 points first will get a $20 credit to the Puckle Tea Public Store, uh, where you can get a bunch of crazy cool stuff. Also, this segment is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for a lot of cool anime art. 
uh, including stuff like the Green Toros poster that you should go pick up right now over at AnimeGravy.com. These guys are fantastic. They sponsor this segment. So let's do this. Let's do, let's do this, Jashira. If you guys are ready, yeah. I will go ahead and get started. So question number one. In all of the mainline Pokemon games, only one champion has a monotype team. Who is that champion? Okay. So it's not Steven. It's not Cynthia. Um, it should be... Oh, it's technically not Lance, because he has Gyarados and Aerodactyl. Yeah, it's not Diantha um, either, right? It's not Blue. It's not Diantha, because she has Gudra and, like, a fairy type. Um, uh, what is... Oh, it's Alder. It's going to be Alder, because he has all bugs. Yes, Alder. Wait, no. No. He has a Bufalant. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's he right. did have a okay. Bufalant. Um, what about the... Um... Oh, it's Wallace. Wallace. It's got to be Wallace. Wallace? Yeah, he has well, all What water. type was it? Water. water. Oh, yes, that makes total yeah, sense. totally. It's Wallace. Wallace is correct. Woo! You guys have one point so Dude, far. Dude, good job, Scrum. You guys are doing fantastic here. All right, so you're one for one. Next question. Uh, we're going to go to the Unova Horoscope. Uh, in, oh, boy. <laughs> in the yeah. Unova Horoscope, what Pokemon uh, represents November, which would replace in the real world the equivalent of Scorpio? Oh my goodness! I didn't know this was a thing. Okay. Yeah, there is actually. It's actually really big because uh, of the seasons thing. Um, so th the Unova horoscope was pretty much all Gen Five Pokemon, from what I understand, or at least most of them were. Um, so we're looking at Gen Five bugs, and the closest one that would represent a Scorpion, although it's not a Scorpion. Uh, well, it could be. It could be that. It could be that. Um, I'm thinking Scalopede. Because I know Scalopede was in there. Um, I don't know what month it would have been. Um, but it could very well be Drapion or Skorupi or one of those. Yeah. It's honestly one of those three. <laughs> okay. Which um, one would you like to throw your guess at? Uh, honestly, I'm thinking, since it is the Unova horoscope, uh, Scalopede. Me too. But, um, Scalopede or uh, Skarupi? Because Skarupi, it's cute and it looks more like a scorpion than the other two. That's because you you said that the Scalopede, uh, you are sure that it's on the horoscope. I think so. Okay, it's been then, a while. Then let's go with that because I have no idea. I no definitely no horse yeah. in this race. I have no idea that there was. I've a... I've glanced at it before, and it is the Unova horoscope. Yeah. So so it's probably Gen Five Pokemon. So I'm gonna go with Scalopede. I'll go with um, whatever Scron says. Scalopede is correct. Oh, yes. man, Scrawn, you're on fire. You're for, for two. So this next one is a uh, Pokedex entry. I just pick a po Well, Uncle Oshawott picks a Pokedex entry, in all honesty. And we, <laughs> we, ask, you, we ask you to t tell us who that Pokemon is. So it's Pokemon Gold Pokedex entry reads, Its skin is very thin. If it is exposed to light, it bl its blood heats up, causing it to grow weak. That's weird. <laughs> that is very weird. Exposed to light, you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time I was on here, we had that Zubat question. I don't think it's that. So it's probably not in that line. Heats up the blood. Uh, also Pokemon Gold. Mm. Oh, okay. Just so you have a reference that it's not like, it's not like Swoobat or some nonsense. Yeah. Like Gen 2 Pokemon found in dark places. Or, like, places where that wouldn't be in the sun. I'm thinking, like, 
maybe Wooper, Dunsparce. Uh, Ooh, like Dunsparce. That. I like Dunsparce. Uh, but there's uh, that area in Gen 3 where they're out in the open. Mm. What else? What else? What else? Light sensitive. It will, it will heat up the Pokemon's blood. It could also so it be has Generation 1 because it's gold. Yeah. Mm. What's a cave Pokemon that has blood? Because being blood means that automatically no rock Pokemon we're talking about, right? We're not talking about any rock Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, Pokemon deck centers can be weird, mate. <laughs> true. That is true. Um, I'm trying to... You also have the hint. If not, I'm going to need an answer. Yeah, I think we're going to... We should use the hint. The hint? Okay, let's do yeah. the hint. This is a ground-type Pokemon that you're. Uh, it will encounter a specific cave in Generation 1. Oh, that's Diglett, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's got to be Diglett. Yeah. <laughs> Diglett is correct. There we go. There you guys go. You're three for three right now. You burned the hint. Uh, this next question is, uh, is uh, your bonus point question. There are nine answers to this question. Um, you'll get one point if you name four, and you'll get two points if you ain't answer eight. Um, if you answer all nine, I'll give you a cookie in my heart. <laughs> so, if you guys are ready, we'll jump right on into it. Let's go. All right, our first, our question is, how many fully evolved water type Pokemon can learn a wide guard? There are nine of them. Who are they? Oh my god. Uh... <laughs> Jellicent? Okay, Jellicent, I think Blastoise. Blastoise. Alright. Um... Cloyster? Um, hmm, maybe. Cloyster. Did we get these, Thatch? Are you telling us if we got I them? probably shouldn't, but you didn't. Okay. You didn't get any. Oh, okay. Uh, Caracosta. Okay, that's, that's a good one. one. That's one. Okay. Because um, I know that's in there. Um, Swampert? That's two. Okay. Um, okay, um... Water, fully evolved water Pokemon that can use wide guard. I uh, want to say... Hmm. Uh, ho, 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 Not Vaporeon. You guys have Caracosta and Swampert so far? Okay. Okay, we need to hit at least four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to get <laughs> Let's there. Why am I drawing a blank on so many water Pokemon right now? Relicanth, maybe? Relicanth is not correct. Okay. Okay, Relicanth's not correct. What about Tentacruel? Nope. <gasps> yeah, we're sucking at this hard. I'm gonna give you guys four more tries to try to get to try to get to four. Okay. And then okay. and then after That's that fair. we're done. Okay. That's fair. That's, That's fair. fair. That's very fair, actually. Um That's... what do you think, Scron? You also only have thirty seconds. What about uh Waylord? Nope. Okay. okay. Oh shut up now. Uh, <laughs> um, Polyrath is what I'd guess. Nope. Two more. Oof, two more. All right. Uh, it's just kind of a shot in the dark. Maybe Empoleon? Nope. Okay, ah. that ruins our chances. Yeah. Uh, so the answers are Galissapod, Pelipper, Swampert, Mantine, Araquanid, Toxapex, Alomomola, Caracosta and Kingler. Yeah, ne- never would have guessed any of those except the ones that we did. You know, Al- Alomamala, Alomamala came to mind, but 
that th- those are your answers. Uh, unfortunately, you guys did not get that. You're still three for four right now. And our next question is, as always, a base stat base question. Uh, because if we do highest ones, it's just no fun anymore because I've burned them all. <laughs> so this one I want to know, what Mega Pokemon has the lowest base special attack of all Mega Pokemon with a base stat in special attack of 15? Okay, then. Uh, <laughs> so the first thing that comes to mind uh, is Mega Heracross, although I'm not 100% It has to sure. be fighting or something like that. That's what I'm thinking. Just something really bad at attacking. Uh, maybe Mega Alakazam. Wait, no, what about Lupani? Special attack. This is special yeah, attack. Okay, yeah, special attack. What'd you say? Did Lupani. You Lupani? Mega Lupani? Lopani. Lo- 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 okay. Um, I wouldn't think Lopani. Because okay. it sometimes uses special attacks. It does so learn, like, Thunder Punch and stuff, so I guess that's true. Well, like, Thunderbolt and Ice Beam and stuff, that's what I'm thinking. Let's maybe make a pincer or Heracross. The first things that come to mind for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those two are the only ones that are also coming up with me, so... I think that's what I'm going to go with. Heracross? Uh... Yes. Okay. Heracross. Maracross. So okay. Mega Heracross. Heracross is unfortunately incorrect. Uh, the answer is Mega Beedrill. Oh, forgot he existed. <laughs> Very nice. Very All nice. right. So that changes up the board because it puts more people on it. So our our current standings are as follows. Linian in first place with 11 points, followed up by our Sigma with 9 uh, tied for third, we have Sub- Sublime and Seth Vilo with seven. Tied for fifth, we have Basket Snag and Whimsicott with four. And bringing up the rear, we've got Scrawn and Jushiro with three. <laughs> I tried my best. Everybody's within shooting distance. Everybody's within one one episode of each other. Those so. were some pretty tough ones to to be honest. I'm sorry. Uh, like well, whenever I listen to the episodes, it's like, oh, I know all these. <laughs> So, unfortunately, uh, that's it for this week. If you want to listen next week, you can tune in next week to Puckle, where we'll be doing another round of Puckle's Poke Quiz. We're going to take a short break and be right back at you with the topic. Thanks to everybody who gives us an iTunes reviews on iTunes. It's fantastic. It helps people find us. And we just got another one this week from Tottery in the United Kingdom. So let's go ahead and read what he has to say. He titles this review, A Comforting Podcast I Look Forward To Every Week. I started off as a very casual Pokemon fan, loved it as a kid, and then jumped back on the train when Pokemon Go emerged. I found Puckle, and although most of the things discussed meant almost nothing to me, I adored listening anyway. The hosts are wonderful, and I love that there's such a large cast so you never know which fabulous combination you're going to get. I now listen almost daily in bed, exploring old episodes and revisiting other ones. Now I have better knowledge of the Pokemon fandom as it currently stands. This podcast inspired me to buy a DS and pick up copies of the game from Gen 5 to the current Gen 7, and I have such tremendous fun. I've become such a massive Pokemon fan again, and it feels great. This is due in part to Puckle. Thank you all. I'm an out-of-work actor, so I can't afford to support you guys at the minute through Patreon right now, but I hope to in the future. Keep up the outstanding work. You are a much-appreciated addition to my life. Dylan. So thank you a lot for leaving that review, and if you guys go over to iTunes and do that, I'll read it here on this part of the show. We really appreciate it, and the more reviews we get on iTunes and whatever platform you listen to us on, the more people that can find us. So if you would go and do that, we would really appreciate it. But now, let's move on with the show. Go go into the topic. And welcome to the topic. We are going to be talking today about a recent interview, or I guess not interview, but article, 
that came out from Game Freak about mm-hmm. what about their current structure and the inside. So first, we'll just go through, we'll break it down, talk about what's going on because it enraged the Pokemon community for reasons. Um, because because people people like <laughs> for to jump. reasons that it should be. <laughs> it, it, it for honestly yes. Let's be completely honest because okay so. So this comes from GoNintendo.com. Uh, so uh, Game Freak programmer and director Masayuki Onua, or o- Ono uh, has opened up about the inner workings of the company. Um, and so he talked a little bit because there are two different production teams here, simply named Production Team 1 and Production Team 2. Team 1 is dedicated to Gear Project, which is a couple different games, they're work- a new game they're working on, while Team 2 is for the Pokemon operation. What that means is Game Freak as a company is prioritizing Gear Project, which is a production team number one more than Pokemon in general. We are always trying to create something that is equally exciting or more exciting than Pokemon. There is a lot of back and forth between Team 1 and 2. One of the interesting things is that Team 2, which is dedicated to Pokemon, only knows about specific platforms. So with Team 2, engineers can learn about other platforms that they might not have touched before. By mixing up the teams, we are able to create interesting synergy. So people are exploding about this because, like I said just there, it says they are not prioritizing Pokemon as much as this gear one thing. And I think that, uh, I mean, I think we can all kind of agree. And I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm personally okay with this because, one, I don't think pro- Pokemon needs to be prioritized in any sense because I think they've got the formula for Pokemon down. We don't need anything, like, stupid exciting anymore, right? The only thing I am blaming this co- the the company for is telling the public about how its inner operations work, yeah. and assuming that they will know what's best for the company. It, but that's constantly, <laughs> yeah, no, that's constantly a hassle that uh, businessmen have with the artists uh, when it comes to video games and movies, where the artist is so free willing to divulge information that they consider not to be that bad. Like if you read what he actually says, it's not that bad. But I don't when know. When fans or people who are investing money, I need my Pokemon games to be better with everyone working on them. Yeah. <laughs> well, when like, you when you have people who invest money, or you have its fan base who also invest money on buying its product, they are easy panicked by things like this. Which is why businessmen and people who who um I forgot the share shareholders are constantly telling their their artists to just shut up and not say anything. I think this is really interesting, though, because one, it just kind of shows that one Game Freak is probably, probably growing. I mean, I mean, it is growing. They're kind of just searching the waters because they want to have something that's as big as, or if not bigger than Pokemon. That's what I got from this, which is okay. So Game Freak is just trying to find something even more exciting, which is fantastic. That's great. And worst case, what happens is they they said there's synergy between the two teams. You you end up having crossover with Pokemon, and then it, you can bring fresh ideas to Pokemon. Exactly. And that's a fallacy that a lot of people don't, uh, that a, a lot of people don't see that. And that is the fallacy. It's that they think that there is a limited amount of people necessarily whenever you can always bring more people in. Mm-hmm. And the idea that working on new ideas will prevent you from working on old ideas. In exactly. reality, it's bringing a fresh take to some, to like content that the team will be working on in the future. Mm hmm. I think it's just. I, I mean, I'm not upset about this at all. I, I first of all, not they're coming all. out with ta- I, I they're coming out with town this it. year. They're coming out with town, um, which was announced le- uh, late last year, and it's coming out sometime, I guess, in the summer or fall. I, I'm actually low key excited about it. It seems like a really interesting oh, aspect. Yeah. 
It's just, it's a little city builder, right? Where you protect your town. It's like you protect... I don't know exactly what it is. They haven't shown too much except for like three minutes of gameplay. I hope it's not too much tower defense. <laughs> all I'm hoping with, all I'm hoping for is that they somehow bring Pokemon into it. Not in like we have a Pikachu in the game or anything. Yeah, yeah, no, what, I, what, I understand. What I, you're I, I, I want them to bring the because the way that Pokemon is so successful is because it took a classic JRPG platform. Um, they slapped a collectability aspect in it, and they also simplified it to an extent, mm-hmm. right? And because I, I think I think that's the problem with a lot of JRPG systems is that they just get super complex. <laughs> yeah, and I think Pokemon's the magic of Pokemon is that it's kept it mostly simple. Well, it's not, like, not, yeah, Go ahead. it's simple, but it can become complex if that makes sense. And not only that is is the ability for Game Freak to just infuse their projects with so much personality, and and Pokemon has oots and tons and tons of personality. And I think if they were able to bring that into a town-based game where they can give its citizens the personality that Pokemon has, woof, you're talking about just something I really want to play. I think that is incredibly wrong, what you just said. Oh, <laughs> really? here we go. Yes, yes, How I so? think that is incredibly go wrong. Go off. Only because I don't think Pokemon's got like I if we're talking about the games as a whole having a personality, I don't know if it's if it's a personality per se, but definitely a um they definitely have a certain aura, uh for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um but I wouldn't say the games themselves, like content wise, are full of personality. I, I would say that one of the main things in Pokemon that sets it apart is that lack of personality, per se, mm. in the in the games. Minus Sun and Moon. Minus Sun and Moon. I, I will say Sun and Moon's a completely different I I animal. think we're talking about two different personalities here. Uh you're talking about the game itself being full of personality. I'm talking about characters. Uh the characters in pretty much every Pokemon game that weren't Sun and Moon were not Remarkably that great. Shallow. The Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemons are full of personalities. Pikachu I is think- Pikachu. Charizard is Charizard, Mewtwo, Mewtwo. No, no, they're really no. iconic characters. They're, they're iconic characters. That's different because but also, they also, are if like you look species of Pokemon, yes. they can't have a generalized personality. Like they can have racial traits and stuff, but. I, I agree with what Scrawn said. I don't think the Pokemon, like, you can say, oh, man, Pikachu and Charizard are such mascots. And I think that's for a different reason than you think. I think th- I think that's a product of marketing. Okay. More so than a product of what they do in the games, right? Because the reason Charizard's so cool is because everybody, when they were 10 years old, picked up Pokemon Red version and said, cool, a fire dragon. That's awesome. And Pikachu was because that sh- got shoved down our throat with the Pokemon anime. And then we get a Pikachu balloon at the <laughs> Macy's Day Parade. And... Uh... I, I would I would argue that they're not full of personality in that way, not not because of the games. I mean, mm-hmm. we we can we could make an argument that there's probably some personality if we were to explore the entire media of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's more TPCI than Game Freak. Okay. If that makes uh, sense. Next episode's topic, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I we could we could dive into it, but like I said, I think I think there's I think there's a difference between the personality that TPCI infuses into Pokemon and Game Freak infuses into Pokemon, because the, we have to remember these are two separate entities that own different parts of Pokemon. Because Game Freak, mm-hmm. Game Freak owns the development of the games, uh, while the Pokemon Company itself owns. Uh, owns a, like the anime, owns a lot of the marketing things that we see. Like the Pokemon centers aren't owned by Game Freak. Um, they are owned by the Pokemon Company. For granted, Game Freak is like a thirty-three percent shareholder in the Pokemon Company, but mm-hmm. it's not exactly the same. It's not. It's not apples to apples. 
And that's why I think I think a little bit just thinking that Pokemon have personality. Uh, I mean, I would say some of the newer Pokemon have some personality because they actually like infuse. I don't know when I play Pokemon. I really it's it's Pokemon is so distinctive. The way I describe personality, maybe it's I have the wrong description of personality in my mind. Personality is when you play something and it the way it's created. Oh, it's so difficult to explain. It just feels like oh, this is something that is full of. Uh, joy and full of, I don't know, it's just the characters are so iconic. That, uh, you know Pokemon by Pokemon, and I know that's silly to say, but there's other monster collectors out there that lacks personality. Who remembers monster ranchers and their, their monsters? <laughs> you know, well, yeah, but the majority of people do not remember that. Digimon I, has some personality in it, but I, fi- I, I don't I, think that the definition of what most people conceive as personality is what I'm is saying. Being, is yeah, what you're I saying. think it's like yes. ambiance or you know uniqueness no. as a game. No, or like it's just general feeling. I don't know. It might be something I, different, but I don't. think I it's think you're thinking either. something differently. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it personality. I understand what you're saying uh, in terms of like the Pokemon feeling like Pokemon. I mean, that's something. That's something that Game Freak itself yeah. has just like. Like you can't a confuse a Digimon with a Pokemon, right? Pokemon is so no, Pokemon. It, it it has its own unique personality. Uh, in general, not like that particular Pokemon has a personality. Is the ability of when you see a Pokemon, you know it's a Pokemon because Game Freak has put their artistry and their personality into it, and you can tell what's a Pokemon, and what's uh, a Digimon, and what's no, a Pokemon, I, and I what's would, I, a Monster Hunter uh, dragon, and stuff like okay, that. Okay, okay, let's let's take a few steps back. I don't think it's because they're infusing their personality in it. I think it's because they're infusing their branding into it. Well, yeah, but that's what, it, that's what we're talking about in terms of, like, movies. It's also branding. Personality is no, no, branding. No, I, I don't agree with that. I think what they did is they came up with a list of criteria, and they mentioned it as such. Um, back in the publicity for Sun and Moon, they, mm. they've talked about how they have like a list of criteria to how to make a Pokemon. Like the Pokemon has to fit this list of criteria so that it fits in our framework, right? So it doesn't feel out of place because, uh, because that, that was the big thing with Ultra Beast. Because that, with Ultra Beast, yeah. they purposely broke all those rules. But that's what I'm talking about. That's the, the, the. the I would, I would argue that's not personality and that's more branding. Okay. Uh, then uh, that that's where we're gonna have to disagree. <laughs> Episode three hundred and ninety of the Puckle Podcast, where we spend thirty minutes arguing <laughs> about the definition of personality. <laughs> it was it was probably only seven, but I think it was uh, a good discussion nonetheless. Well, we got twenty three minutes to go. Then. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm I'm just gonna say right here that I Google not, brand and it says a brand personality is ascribed a set of healing oh, characteristics <laughs> to a brand brand that have a well defined personality make the product relatable on a oh, personal no. level customer connect on a visceral level and have to have your products in their lives I'm gonna take the <laughs> mic that I have right now in my hand and I'm gonna drop it please right, don't drop time, it that's an expensive time to mic write like a five page facebook post <laughs> all right let me let me keep going because we only read like yeah, yeah, a third yeah. of this thing so far um uh so so they were talking about the gear project um which is working on with uh giga wrecker i don't even know what any of this is about um it's fine um yes it's a total it was a totally refreshing experience when i moved from pokemon to giga wrecker it's like a paradigm shift when you're a programmer on pokemon you're one of many programmers however as a director on giga wrecker the experience opened my eyes to the a- other aspects of game creation, all the way up to users playing the game. 
It's really difficult to expect a programmer to have that kind of perspective, but as director, I learned how to make a game more appealing and accessible to players, plus aspects of marketing as well. Gear Project has helped me become more creative. I've seen... I've now seen the whole process of creation all the way back to marketing and selling the game to players. I can now bring that knowledge back to Pokemon to, and try to create something different for Pokemon. It's a good synergy between Gear Project and Pokemon Creation. Gear Project has helped me become more creative. I can now bring that know-how back to the Pokemon team and try to create something different for Pokemon. So basically, none of that means anything. What <laughs> What is the gear project? I have no idea what the gear project is. Um, <laughs> it's like it's basically saying this game has helped open my eyes to new possibilities. Yada, the, everything you'd expect them to say. It's just corporate talk. Well, let me it, look up Giga Wrecker because I have no idea what Giga Wrecker is. I want to know what Giga Wrecker is. I want to know what it's aspects they're going to bring over to Pokemon. It's on <laughs> Steam because uh, right now I'm getting like images of wrecking balls like crashing uh, in the cliff areas. Giga Wrecker is just like a 2d side scroller or something um it looks like it's a 2d thing um oh. yeah because oh, no. yeah it's a 2d action game uh okay. we, you can look it up on your own um i mean it kind of reminds me of the they used to they did that game prior to pokemon uh with the guy with like he had he had something to do with electricity i forget what it was called infamous um, uh, no game freak did it um game freak did a game with uh with a guy who's like has electricity superpowers Oh yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. I, uh, I don't know what Game the name Freak of it is. Uh, Game Freak Games. Let's look it up. Um so they they did a they did a game and I forget what it's called. It was very early. I think it was before Pokemon. Uh, Pulse Man. Pulse Man. That's what it was. Uh and I mean it just kind of reminds me of the game that Pulse Man was. Uh this Giga Wrecker. I, I I really think that Game Freak is just trying to find something that's not Pokemon and see if they can make it just as big. They've got this really stable backbone which is the Pokemon franchise, which is going to make them money regardless of what they do. And they're just like, yeah, let's use that to try to like become a powerhouse in the gaming industry and have a or second, just, you know, create game. a diverse market so that you don't collapse whenever exactly. if if Pokemon were to and ever this go is down, business yeah. one oh one. I work in a company right now that is doing exactly this with their own merchandising. We have a solid product that is constantly selling, and it's the product that most uh the you know our our business space our clientele knows us. That's our brand, but. With the money that we're gaining from that, we're using some for some research and development for new stuff because the money that you use from your stable stuff is used to take chances and to create new stuff that could become an extra layer of backbone alongside the item that you already know. You can't really put all your eggs in one basket, and that's what Game Game Freak is trying to do, not put them all in one basket. That Pokemon basket is pretty full and full of eggs. Let's go ahead and try to build new baskets where we can distribute all of our economic business uh, plans and, and just work with it. It's just it's business one on one. You know, it's, I mean, this is really exciting. I mean, I like I said, I'm super excited for Town. I think Town is going to be a crazy good game. Yep, just stay tuned for Tuckle. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit Puckle and just start talking about Town. Yeah, Tuckle. Uh, can you? Yeah. Has it been announced if we can do multiplayer in town? I have no idea. I, I, I like I said, I know pretty much nothing I would about love, town. I would love, and I cannot repeat this enough. I would love to build a town with you, Thatch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this, Cross. You seem you seem a little too excited to do this. Yeah, I don't think you can be excited enough about building a town with that. <laughs>
Uh, oh, and so they close, they close with this, um, about 2019. 2019 will be very exciting, especially following Pikachu, uh, following the Let's Go titles, which allowed us to start looking seriously at the Nintendo Switch as a platform. That was a very serious, a very important milestone for us before moving on to the next step. In terms of the number of titles we are releasing this year, it just happened coincidentally. It's not like we're trying to put everything together in 2019. It just happened. R&D is a new founded divi- newly founded division which is creating the basic library which will be used to create every single uh every single time we ma- we made a project that helps the efficiency of our production for sure. Also we are looking at what's going on in the future from a technical perspective and that's something else that we've never had before. I think the R and that the R&D division will certainly contribute to the future of Game Freak. That's actually really interesting, honestly, mm-hmm. like a, a, because they've never had that before. And I think that's a, something that we can look at the past of Pokemon and say it was something that definitely affected it and something that could affect us in the future. I think a big example of this are Black and White and Black and White 2, both games that were released after the 3DS was released and they were on the original DS. I remember it being a big deal that everybody was complaining that Pokemon didn't make the jump to the 3DS or anything. And that's one because the 3DS had a really, really rough start. Like it was, it was an abysmal start and no, they realized that there wasn't going to be a user base and nobody jumped onto it. And that's why gen five was on, on the DS. They, they've said so much as like, that's why we didn't develop for the 3DS. We weren't comfortable with there being a user base there. And that's what, that's the kind of thing you get when it's a second party developer and not a first party developer. You kind of get they that kind of issue. They have to look out for number one, and in their case, number one is their brand. Exactly. In their case, number one is number two. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. They called the Pokemon team the number two team because it's not the priority. And so now everybody, now everybody, everybody in the fan base is like, "Well, does Game Freak even care about Pokemon?" And the answer is yes, because that's where their pocket change comes from. Okay. But my 3D features, Thatch. <gasps> Has Which anybody... they ended up scrapping anyway for the 2DS. <laughs> I was gonna... Did anybody actually ever... Well, so the 2DS is actually an interesting thing. And, like, I'll do a... I'll... Let me do a short aside about the 2DS. So it turned out that the 3DS uh, 3D technology ended up, like... Somebody sued them over a patent about it. And that guy ends up getting, like, a dollar for every 3DS sold from there on out. So, oh, so that's what, that's part of the reason the new 2DS was such a big thing was because they were pushing the new 2DS because it didn't have the 2D, it didn't have the 3D technology in it. So that guy couldn't get royalties from it. <laughs> like, no joke. I'm not kidding. Uh, that's Be- hilarious. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, part of the reason uh, on for the systems, push. On systems, that, that extra dollar is a big part of the profit margin yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah, I could see why they're doing that. Of course. Yeah. Why well, they did that. Well, yeah. th- why they did that? Because the 3DS is dead. Let's be completely honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't turned mine on in, I don't know, more than a year now. Oh, that's on you. Yeah, it's just dead. You gotta you gotta get in on the Summer League action, Jushiro. I know, I know. Get some badges. You'll be there to. at PuckleCon. You can collect them for realsies. I'm just gonna go ahead and say what I say in every single new generation that comes out. This time, I'm gonna join the video game uh, <laughs> community and, and battle and train and, and then not do it. But you won't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just go download Pokemon Showdown and then kind of get better it's at it. It's the training part. <laughs> Play meme teams with me and Dr. Shaman. I know, we'll that's why everyone we'll try try tells me. I have Baltag. I have so many who have like, dude, we would train your Pokemon for you. And I'm like, sure, yeah, yeah and just not get into it ever. 
<laughs> I mean, the thing is, I think a lot of people are going to, I mean, we could talk about this another time, but I think a lot of people in the Switch are going to end up having to, they're going to have issues getting those teams and training them because the hacking on the Switch or the modding on the Switch. I oh, it's going to be so easy. It No, it's so much harder. Oh, really? Yeah, so much harder. Oh, that's good it's to hear. It's ridiculously harder. Yeah, no, it's stupid hard. I thought uh, maybe because the 3DS being the obscure console that it was, that it was going to be... What? Uh, what? Well, no, obscure in sense of its technology. No, not at all. It was it was it was so super easy to hack, barely an inconvenience. Wow. Um it was uh the the problem is uh the Switch, the Switch they like Nintendo cracked down real hard to make sure it doesn't happen. It has to. That's that's one of the things that killed the Dreamcast. Was the fact yeah, that so, it was so easy to pirate games on it. Yeah, you can't you can't it's it's really hard to do. Like if you go and buy a Switch right now, like if you were to buy a new Switch right now, it is not moddable. Wow, one hundred percent not moddable. So just throwing that out there. Um, all right, so that's where we'll. This is where we'll end it before we get into a deep conversation about modding. <laughs> um, but I'd like to know what everybody else thought about uh, Game Freak making the Pokemon Project the number two team instead of the number one team. Uh, so yeah, send that in PucklePodcast@gmail.com. We're gonna uh, we're gonna jump right on in uh, to the mail or no the poke of the episode right after this short break. Get ready for all of your Pokemon summer activities. By going over to the Puggle Tees Public Store where you can find a bunch of crazy designs, including the famous uh, PuckleCon shirt, the Puckle Podcast t-shirt, and just a bunch of other cool Pokemon designs. That way you can buy them not only as a t-shirt, but a tank top. You can get a mug, you can get a tapestry so you can cloak yourself in it and become a superhero. Whatever you want. Go check out the Puckle Tee Public Store today. Help support the show and we really appreciate it. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 398, Staraptor, the Predator Pokemon. When Staravia evolves into Staraptor, they leave the flock to live alone. They have sturdy winds. It's like a super edgy Pokemon. It is emo bird. It does have like, (laughs) it it does have like the emo hair and everything. Staraptor is not terrible though. Like I'm actually pretty happy with a lot of its base stats. Like it, it's, it's really good at throwing itself at things. <laughs> honestly, yeah. Because unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, like it gets that base 120 attack, which is huge. It, it's probably one of the best starting birds other than Talonflame. Yes. In in Pokemon, which is great. Um, it's got a mm-hmm. base defense of like 70, which is awful. Special attack of 50, which nobody cares about anyway. Base special defense of 60, which is awful, and a base speed of 100, which is pretty solid. At that level where you still need to run a choice scarf for it to be yes. good. I mean, 100's like that, it's like the bar for speed tiers, and like, turn uh-huh. it right there. Like, there's 180, which I think are really big numbers for speed in Pokemon, and I, like, if you're at 100, like, you're doing okay. If you're at, like, 101, you're, you're just lightning, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. the big thing. So... He gets two abilities. He gets Intimidate, which is arguably not a terrible ability, but he also gets Reckless when you uh, actually play with a move that does recoil or crash damage. The power is actually multiplied by 1.2, which is really nice. And if you throw a Slap of Choice Scarf on there, he can do some stuff. He gets access to Brave Bird and Double Edge. Both of those are recoil moves stab, and, and stab, stab attacks. Yeah, so, so, like, they're giant. It gets reasonable coverage with close combat as well. Yep, in close combat. And then you can U-turn if you want to just try to play some shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So with Star Raptor and the team, we want to make sure that we can avoid things like rock types, ice types, and electric types. And Tangrowth covers two of those bases. Mm-hmm. 
which is fantastic. And so we, we decided uh, this week that we're going to we're going to run alongside our Star Raptor with those four moves we just listed. Brave Bird, Double Edge, U-Turn, Close Combat, 252 Attack, 252 Speed, Run That Thing, Jolly. Uh, we're going to run Tangrowth here with an Assault Vest, just standard Assault Vest Tangrowth with Regenerator because Regenerator is awesome. You get Giga Drain, Knock Off, Hidden Power Ice, Earthquake. This is just this is like standard textbook. Yeah. Tangrowth with Assault Vest. And mm-hmm. two, 248 HP, 252 Special Defense. It's just, it's running crazy. And because we're just like, well, we can't have, we can't have all of like Tangrowth go to waste. Uh, we brought Rotom Wash. I, we, I think we brought him last week as well. Yeah, why not? It's good. I've been having a love affair with Rotom Wash again. Like I got, I got tired of him like a while ago, but I'm back on the, on the Rotom Wash train. And I mean, this is the same exact Rotom Wash we ran last week. <laughs> it's Hydro Pump, Volt Switch, Will-O-Wisp, Defog, 252 HP, 200 Defense, 56 Speed. And it, it's a good bond. I mean, he can defog away those rocks that are really scary for Star Raptor, and he can Lots take the Lots of utility, support Pokemon, but also can switch, help you pivot and gain that upper hand in battle. Exactly, it's fantastic. It's uh, so, really great. So, Scrawn, I'll let you just dive into these next ones, because... Uh, you got it, man. We got Heatran with a Leftovers. Uh, so we're running this bulky Heatran set over here. And it's got Flash Fire so that we can cover uh, Tangrowth from any sort of fire attacks while absorbing that power for ourselves. Modest Nature, running Magma Storm, Earth Power, Taunt, and Toxic. Lots of utility there. Uh, we are running a 252 Special Attack, 252 Speed. Uh, nice thing about this set is that you can taunt other Heatrans, prevent them from uh, mm-hmm. self-rocking on you and other sets because Heatran is decently fast. Uh, you can toxic things that would normally come into Walla Heatran, and then you can switch out. And then Magma Storm can trap things that would try to switch out from your Heatran. It, I mean, it's true. It's a really good set. And we, then after that, we were just kind of like, you know who's scary? <laughs> Magirna's yeah. still scary. Magirna's <laughs> mm. still scary, even after that. So we're running Lando T. Yep, you know it. Landorus Therian. This, we're running a fun set with him, though, to kind of redeem him a little bit. We're doing Flyinium Z, and of course you run that with uh, Fly. Uh, he has the ability Intimidate, which everyone knows is super annoying. <laughs> uh, we got 252 Attack, 252 Speed, Jolly Nature, and we're doing Double Dance on this one. We got Rock Polish and Sword Stance. Uh, if you set both of those up, you're pretty much unstoppable. Yes. <laughs> and then Earthquake and Fly. Yes, absolutely. You are unstoppable <laughs> if you get both. <laughs> yes i love me some lando and for that final pokemon we got that diancy uh with the diane site so it is a mega diancy we threw this on here because we wanted some fairy typing and the, the wonderful coverage that rocks provides uh also stealth rocks so we're uh, letting it run stealth rocks on this one doing a hasty nature with 252 special attack 252 speed moon blast diamond storm earth power and stealth rock yeah, I, I feel like if we were going to drop anything, it'd probably be Deontay for something else. Yeah, it, it doesn't fit as well. Yeah. But it does have that extra special attack power that we needed. Yeah, it's just, I mean, there's probably better Pokemon to put there. I, I think Deontay is, uh, it's a choice. I, I don't know if it's the proper choice. It has great coverage. Uh, honestly, I think it is as good as, you know, most things that we can put there. That's true. I mean, maybe Lando's the awkward fit here, too. Um, there, there's a couple places where it's an awkward fit. I wouldn't call this a perfect team by any means. Um, I wouldn't say this is a team that Yashira could pick up and play with. No. 
<laughs> it's definitely an awkward team and it probably needs some work i'll try to run it on stream this week we'll see how it goes i'm still having a lot of fun with the blacephalon team from last week explodey clown yeah it's so much fun that team works out so because like we went super hyper offensive it's got like two ultra beasts on it and if you like star raptor uh this week is a great opportunity to get one for yourself right over on the patreon and it'll be shiny yep it'll be a shiny boy this guy uh, so you can check it out. Go to patreon.com slash puckle podcast and you can get one of these awesome Star Raptors yourself. Uh, shiny version. Anybody can get it, right? Uh, no, it's just patrons. Oh, just patrons. Oh, okay. Just patrons because we were having issues with the bots when we were trying to give it away for free to other people as well. Uh, uh, gotcha. So we, we had to switch it to just uh, to just doing the patron versions, unfortunately. And it give us like, I don't know a dollar a month or something five five dollars a month <laughs> five five dollars a month and then you can start bolstering your roster up for sword and shield yep absolutely all right so that's gonna be it for the pokemon the episode we're gonna switch gears and kick it on over to the mailbag it's mail time it's time for the mailbag send in your emails And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 I like that. The guys are starting to catch on to my my uh, my unenthusiastic voice here. Mm-hmm. And as always, we'll give away the Green Tauros badge if we remember or if anybody did a good email. Sound good? Sound good. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show this is the part where we read listener emails on the show you can email us at pucklepodcast@gmail.com, letting us know your thoughts and opinions on my voice on uh scrawn's attitude and jushiro's accent Ooh, i want to read those ones <laughs> <laughs> um or you can send it in uh, about the mailbag uh which this week we're going to be talking about uh what is it um we were talking about tpc or not tpci game freak t- uh putting pokemon on quote unquote the back burner that's like a really bad way to put it yeah um send us send us your uh angriest emails possible just yeah you can let us know logical fallacies you can think or you can let us know about any of the cool rumors you've heard about pokemon sword and shield and let us talk your off about that so uh our first email this week is going to be from the real ev and jushiro i know you've got that one oh yeah really right writes personally some of the rumors last week sound like they could be really fun Others felt like just them throwing stuff at the wall with an educated guess and hoping something sticks. I think it's really fun to read rumors and see how people speculate about how the game is going to end up, but it's also good not to get your hopes up on supposed leaks and ruin your expectations. Before I leave, I do have a question for you. If you were to make a Pokemon game, where would it be? What would your start be like? Uh, the beginning of the game, and how would you see the story go? Have a great day, Dirilivi. That's a lot of questions. That is a lot of questions. I- I'm going to start real quick. I've always said that I want one in Africa. Uh, give me uh, Wakanda and Pokemon. <laughs> I don't know if we'd get Wakanda. <laughs> Uh, I also don't think you could just get, like, Africa as, like, the entire place. Well, you could get, like, part of Africa. Correct. I mean, a country in Africa. Egypt, for example, would be amazing. I feel like Egypt would be, like, a part of the region. I don't know if that would be the whole region. Oh, no. Well, yeah. But anyway, something the likes of, of the, that's where I would go. Well, how this, the beginning would be, I have no idea. Same as has always been. Professor wants to give you three Pokemon. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> as to where the story goes, and, and bear with me here. I'm just spitballing, throwing ideas with educated guesses. I would say there's an evil team 
And that evil what? team is trying to use a legendary to do something to the world that they want uh, for their own gains and trying to steal other people's Pokemon. That's just an idea. I'm throwing ideas out there. What do you guys think? They've never done that before. That's really innovative. Groundbreaking, right? Yeah. R- really creative. Man, you should work for <laughs> on a non-Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> I I really like I I don't know if I were to do one I would I I think feel like there's other places that they could do it I I really would like to see a return to something like Or because Or was the was the Western United States mm. yes and I I would like to see a return to that proper maybe maybe we just forget that Or exists and says it's not canon or something and we get a new region based on that let's get some Route sixty six culture going on. well I so Or was a really cool region in what it was. I mean, it, you had deserts, you had rainforest, you had the whole shish kebab, you know, and it was uh, it was great. It, it was cool in that way. Maybe we just get remakes. Just give me remakes of. of these <laughs> games. Well, that was good. That's gonna go great on the community. Just uh, give I, me I remakes. I think it would. Honestly, if they did like a virtual console type deal with those, oh, I those think it would for go sure. Really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nintendo's just dragging their feet on this like so hard with their like i understand they're getting rid of like the the virtual console in favor of their online like hey if you pay online you get to play all these cool games yeah. right i i'm all on board for that i understand what i'm not a fan of is them literally every console generation taking forever to put games up like we're still on nintendo games we're not even on super nintendo games yet and then they'll get to the N64 and then they're going to forget the gamecube exists because it's really hard to emulate yeah this the switch is old now it's been years since it's been out, and they two years. Still, it's been yeah. two years, and it's still and we're still on Nintendo games, Super Nintendo games. There, it's just like, what's going on? That's all I want. They've got this awesome back catalog, and they're just not doing it. One, I think, um, it's really important to do just for like game cataloging, right? I, I think being able to just like preserve games yeah. is really important. Um, just because a lot of people, I mean, I feel like games mean a lot to a lot of different people, and they're just such a hallmark of culture. Yeah. But I think to some extent they should be preserved. And if ROMs aren't going to be allowed, just do it yourself then. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's actually, that is a big question that the, the game industry, as we're headed more and more to digital content and not having physical versions of those content, we are going to reach to a place as how do we even conserve or preserve these games if their only version of them is digitally and that could just go away. Exactly. Um, I don't know. But, Scrod, what region would you like to see a Pokemon game based off of? Good answer. All yeah. right, moving on. <laughs> okay, so our next email is going to be from Old Man Top. All right, I got this one. Uh, Dear Thatch and esteemed co-hosts, I personally am not terribly keen on any of the current trubbish floating around in the rumor mill. So if you had control over the story of Sword and Shield and could change the ultimate goal of the game, which to this point has been to defeat the evil team, save the world, and become the Pokemon League champion. And I'd also say, like, completing the decks. Uh, what different end goal would you write into the narrative that could drive players to become the very best blank? Soccer like, player. A blank here. So- right? <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> Soccer League master. champion. <laughs> right. Uh, he continues, I would love to see the games be driven more toward the direction of an in-game lore collection working more hand-in-hand with a professor to solve some mysteries that drive the history of the region. Granted, this is done in past games, but to me it never really feels like it is the driving part of the story. Making the Pokédex more integral and useful in the story would help. Uh, I mean, I don't know how more integral you get than Rotom decks. Okay, so you did it wrong. You did it wrong with Rotom decks. 
<laughs> All right, continuing. Please, Arceus, not Rotom Dex, though. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Old Man Top was a fan of that. Uh, but the decks being more of an informational companion, helping you unlock the mysteries of the past and present of the region, might help make some of the regions less forgettable. I'd love to hear your thoughts. My daughter and I look forward to meeting all who attend Yay. Keep up the great work. Sincerely, Old Man Top. And P.S. Don't forget to give out the same <laughs> If we remember. <laughs> so I think what he means is, well, at least what I got from it, is that even though the Pokedex is essential from for everything in the game, do you, it never really feels like you're discovering anything in the game. It's like, yeah, go out and register every and disp- explore and discover the world of Pokemon. But everything in the game itself has been established. Like everyone knows about every other Pokemon. There's not like the game doesn't go out of its way to like, oh, my God, you discovered a new Pokemon. So that exploration, I guess, is just not there. When you feel like you're the one making discoveries in the world of Pokemon, everything is just there. I kind of understand where he's coming from, and I'm kind of okay with this idea. Like, I think it would be really cool if the Pokedex was more than just something that would just, you know, catalog Pokemon. Like, Rotom Dex was a good start, right? Um, it was, it was a, it was a good start in the wrong direction. And I, I think what they really need to do, like, imagine having a Pokedex, right? And like, you walk up to some mural on a cave that you've been exploring, and the Pokedex is like, oh, these are like glyphs, blah, blah, blah. And like it translates the glyphs for you, and it helps you through the thing like that. Um, it, it, please not Rotom decks. Um, I'm I'm talking more of like a decks though that can help you as a compendium than just cataloging Pokemon. But the Roto Lotto boosts. Let's all just stop. <laughs> okay, <moving on. laughs> so our our last email this week is going to be from Lord Corbinick. Howdy, Puckle Crew. I had to look up some rumors for Pokemon Sword and Shield for the email since not many of my friends play anymore. And honestly, I'm not, I'm surprised with how few rumors I found out about them. Aren't we all? I'm actually really surprised. There are like no rumors. I'm pleasantly surprised. Minus like, uh, yeah, pleasantly, I think. Um, still, my favorite rumor is definitely the one about being able to go to a previous region of this game with a switch to a proper console. There is a def, uh, definitely a real possibility they could pull it off. Most are thinking Kalos is the other region given the whole England and France thing, which would certainly make sense. Though I can see and hope, and honestly, that there's a second region that could be Unova for two reasons. One, due to the relationship between England and the US, and two, because I really want it. <laughs> and I think it'd be interesting to see Unova in the new gen. <laughs> gen 5 was by far one of the most interesting gens, and I'd love to see it brought back as a fun expansion to Gen 8. Uh, thanks for reading my email and all the hard work and making the podcast and all the fuckle possible. Thank you. Brought to you by Lord Corbinick. Actually, I think... I think what's happening is we've gotten to the point. So like we we can all agree that like Johto and Kanto kind of like hold this special place in our hearts, yep. right? Because they're, like they're the first two generations and like Johto nope. connects to Kanto and it's really cool. And then you have Gen 3, which is like the first step away from that kind of formula. Mm-hmm. And so like we all have like these fond memories and we all understand these regions very intricately, but I think we finally come to the t- place where like we're we're in the Pokémon formula in history um where all of these regions exist and they don't get revisited in what I would say is a great way. Um, so, like, we don't... Like, nobody remembers really a lot about Sinnoh. Nobody really remembers a lot about Unova. Kalos, I would even argue to an extent. Um, but because, like, these regions are just so separated. Yeah. And it's been so long since we've played in them, and we haven't had a chance to go back. So, I mean, I understand. I, I think Kalos personally makes the most sense, mostly because we didn't get a director's cut of Kalos. And I, I would really like to see director's cut of Kalos. Really like to see that if it takes place in Sword and Shield or not. I I hope there's another region, um. Though I like it's fully it's fully reasonable for them not to do it. Like they've set no expectations for it. 
But honestly, if they really just want to blow the socks off people, that's what you do. Yeah. We made it so easy for them. Like, literally, all you need to do, you could make, like, the region half the size that the region normally, like, you would planning originally and just put Kalos in it. I think everybody would be super happy. Yeah. Well, we are talking, though, about making a whole region on new hardware. I, I while well, I agree with that, yeah. um, I know that a lot of the time they do that kind of stuff for practice on new hardware. Yeah. They'll take an old map and try to map it to new hardware. And I don't think it's going to be that hard for Kalos to make that transition, mostly because it already exists in 3D. Yeah. And so I can't imagine there's that much they would have to do. Because I know that for Alola, I found it more um, credible because Alola, we know that they used a new system that could scale up to HD. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know if Kalos was made in the same software. I, I think it would at least be like a step, maybe like a generation or two before software-wise. And it's probably something that they could translate relatively easy compared to other things. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy task, yeah. but I think it could be done. Uh, I also don't expect it. Like, I want it to happen, but I don't exactly. expect it to happen. And that's the attitude everyone should have. Yes. I, I fully don't expect it to happen. Um, but that is it for the mailbag this week. Uh, do you guys have a favorite today? Um, I liked uh, Old Man Tup. Me too. I'm a fan of Old Man Tup as well. So you know what, Old Man Tup? Not only do you get to be on the show, but you get to be green today. Also, we forgot to read his hashtags, which were all very hilarious. Um, hashtag fumers over rumors. <laughs> hashtag paint me green. Hashtag green with badge envy. <laughs> nice. So he gets to go ahead and he gets to, he gets that green Taurus badge. So let's let's pump that up to you, uh, old man top. Here's to you, old buddy. If you want to email us about your thoughts on Game Freak putting uh, putting Pokemon in on Team Two instead of Team One. You can email us at PuckoPodcast.com, or if you've got more things to say about Sword and Shield, when do you think the next piece of news will come out, and what do you think it's going to be? Throw that in our emails as well at PuckoPodcast.gmail.com. Also, if you want to support the show, you can go over to Patreon.com slash PuckoPodcast, get some cool swag, maybe even go to Puckle, the Puckle Tea Public Store in the description, get some cool PuckleCon shirts. If you want, you can also check out our Twitch channel, where Jushiro, myself, and Orange are streaming. I will be streaming my gym battles there. So you can go over there, stream, do some cool stuff Yeah. Uh, at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. Finally, if you want to go and catch more Puckly goodness throughout the week on Thursday, this week, uh, it's not TCG cast. It's actually going to be Puckle Live, I think, because mm-hmm. I, I, I missed the date. So because it's the fifth Thursday, um, we're going to throw, throw that up. I think Battlecast is also coming out this week as well. Uh, so definitely consider checking out Puckle Plus to get some cool extra content that we do here at Puckle. Um, and if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Twitter, Instagram, all those things at Puckle Podcast. You can go check us out there. We really appreciate all the support you guys have. And thank you for downloading the show and listening today. We really appreciate you listening and we like hanging out with you. Yes. So until next time, I am Trainer Thatch. I am Zikron. And I am Jashiro. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
As always, we here at the Puckle Podcast would like to thank all of our patrons for making everything we do here possible, especially this week where you guys stepped up and we added tons of new patrons and we can make badges. It's great. It's fantastic. There are 96 of you now. Uh, if we can get to 100, we can almost do a pokey rap. Uh, and we may very well do that if we hit 100 patrons. But first, I would like to thank Trevor, Joseph, uh, Greg, Viger, Juicebox, Samuel, Alolan Dergs, Chris, Apollo, Mr. Panda, Swamp Rattata, Keegan, Kyle, Wade, Bodtech, Duly Noted, Tendalamed, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Christian, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Marcus, Kinkovic, Claude Nine, Tank, Maxi, Franco, Cordell, Mark, Tori, Aaron, Graham, Old Man Top, Colt, Jordan, Locke, Angelic Forest, David, Steve, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Josh, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor Booth, TJ Van Tortrol, Alex Nuss, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Jonathan, Michael, Taylor, Shambles, Tim, Andrew, Michaela, Dark Shaggy, Chris, Jeremy, Louise, Justin, Eric, Tavis, Jonathan, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Josh, Dark Flame, Half Full Reviews, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Nick, Dylan, Hoitku, Shira, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Kevin, Orange Avenger, Zuge, Azkrix, Thomas, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph, Treby, Julie, Alex Ray, and The Real EV. So thank you to all of you for making things possible. It's just the list keeps getting longer every week, and I really appreciate that you guys are willing to believe in me um and puckle to do some awesome work and you guys help us make it possible and it's just it's great it's fantastic and i just can't believe it so thanks again uh we will catch you guys on the flip-flop normally being a little extra might be a bit much but not when it comes to healthcare. that's why united healthcare's health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs Learn more at uh1.com.